Welcome back, everyone. This is season two of Not a Race. Uh, it's been a while, but hopefully we'll be back and back for a while. Uh, this is Rohan here, Rohan Matani, and I'm joined with Sean and Rohan Marjani. How are you boys doing today? What's going on? Pumped for the new F1 season. Pumped for the new season of the pod. Let's get it going. Yeah, and also want to give a special shout out to our other Not a Race uh uh, cast member Kenji, uh, who couldn't be with us for th- today's episode, but hopefully he's we'll in have Europe him on. doing some. He's doing some advanced scouting in Europe. Exactly. So hopefully we'll have him on for future episodes. But with that, uh, let's uh, let's give our our uh, our listeners a recap of what happened last season, so they can have good context going into the next one. So real quick, last season, Verstappen won the drivers' championship. Absolutely dominated. Red Bull won Constructors' Championship, absolutely dominated. Uh, Mercedes, Ferrari, McLaren, Alpine were like the best of the rest. And then you had Haas, who was the worst team. Then going up from worst to best was like Alfa Romeo, Williams, Alfa Tauri. And if I'm at this correct, that's all 10 teams. So um, just a quick little recap. And now let's go a little bit into what's happening in between seasons, a little bit off-season recap. Um, some big news, especially affecting Mr. Rohan here. His favorite driver, Lewis Hamilton, is jumping ships. He is leaving Mercedes and going to Ferrari. Rohan, what do you think of that? I think uh, I'm pretty excited, honestly. Um, he's joining Ferrari as of 2025, so he still has one full season at Mercedes. Um, oh, he's in Mercedes here? This year, he's at Mercedes. Uh, So he signed a two-year contract extension prior to this year, but uh, he had an out. Uh, It was a mutual mutual clause where either side could activate the out after the first season. Um, So Lewis decided to activate the out. He's jumping to Ferrari next year. Um, And basically, that's in hopes that, like, when the regulations change in 2026, Ferrari is the team on top um, because that's when we're going to get the next generation of cars. Um, and I think honestly, like you know, Ferrari being the most uh, historically like dominant team um, in time over time, um, every driver's like dream is to drive for for Ferrari, um, and Lewis is is fulfilling that part of his career in the later part of his career. Um, and hopefully he gets that eighth championship with them. I feel like it's kind of crazy that he is—he's like declared it already that he's leaving. Like, while well, before the season yeah. even began, right? Like, I feel like that's bad juju for your team, right? Like the Mercedes this year, then like the 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 lead people and like the people working behind the scenes are gonna be like, yo, like what the fuck? Unless you think that if they do well, he might stay. No, there's no. no he's definitely no. not saying. The contract is signed. He's going, but uh. Rowan, I have a, a quick question about this. So, do you think that um, that uh, Mercedes will be kind of like phasing out Lewis Hamilton in the terms like they're not going to involve him in strategy meetings or meetings for like long term development of their cars because he's going to one of their closest competitors? As like yeah, a- I, I think anything that has to do with after this season, they definitely will be phasing him out of. Um, I think that log- makes logical sense. Like. Yeah. He's not going to be on the team next year. They don't want to give away their secrets. Um, don't want to give him any inside scoop into what they're developing for 2026. 
I, I mean, think he'll I, probably be out of the picture. That's definitely going to hurt them a lot because I feel like Lewis is such a fantastic resource in terms of advice and in terms of giving the team a direction to move towards. And I mean, George Russell is still like, I wouldn't classify him as a rookie or like a newcomer. But no, but he's not someone who has that experience that Lewis does to like point them in the right direction. Yeah, I can give like one one example. Like, so last year, um, basically, the year before last year, um, Mercedes had to had to figure out like, do they want to keep that zero pod, side pod concept that they were on, or do they want to abandon it to go to the concept they're currently on? Um, and I don't know if you remember, but George George won that race in Brazil, um, not last year, but the year before. Um, and because of that, even though Lewis was saying all of the XYZ things are wrong with the car um, and we need to change it, they listened to George um, and like t- building upon the winnings that he took from that one race in Brazil and kept that zero side pod concept. Um, and obviously that was proven to, to not be the right thing. Um, but they didn't listen to Lewis and had to pivot then mid-season and it set them back way more than they already were. Yeah. All right. So based on that analysis, do you think that Mercedes will have a chance to fight for championships and fight for like fight for race wins because of Lewis Hamilton leaving in spite of Lewis Hamilton leaving? Um, so I think it all depends. Like, I don't think I, I don't think like this year or next, I think the Red Bull is already too far ahead with this like generation of car um, for 2026. Um, it really just depends on how they do with development. Um, they brought back um, James Allison, who was the guy in charge of like building all of those championship cars uh, in the previous generation. Um, so if he can get get the right car for 2026, um, Mercedes do have like the next best up and coming driver um in their driver academy kimmy antonelli he's like this 17 year old kid who's been in the mercedes academy since he was like eight years old um and he's supposed to be like the next the next phenom he he's like blown through f all of the the leagues he won f3 last year and he's making his f2 debut this year um and at 18 he could be like jumping into lewis's seat basically he's like the um, anthony richardson of f1 if you will shout out go get he's he, there has not been a, a prospect more hyped um, since Max Verstappen um, than Kimi Antonelli. So, um, yeah, he could be the next big thing. So if James Allison gets the car right, um, Kimi Antonelli comes in um, and adapts to the car car well and ad- adapts to F1 well, I think they could uh, win future races. All right, awesome. let me ask you this. So um, Lewis is going to take a Ferrari seat next year. If you're uh, Leclerc or Sainz, right, you're like um, a proven good driver, you're driving the Ferrari now, you have a tough yeah. argument on your back, right? Like, talk to me about the team dynamics for Ferrari now, where like, so, you two, yeah, you have two drivers, yeah. or who, who's going to keep it? Yeah. Yeah. So Leclerc has already signed a long term deal with Ferrari. So it's going to be Leclerc and Lewis. Oh, okay. um, Sainz is going to be looking for a new seat in, next year. Um, there's a bunch of rumors of, as to where he could go. They're they're saying he could maybe take a Mercedes seat for one two years if uh, Kimi Antonelli isn't ready. Um, Audi is joining F1 in 2026, so they're saying he could take an Audi seat. Um, Do you think like so? You know, when you're racing, right? Sometimes like you have you prioritize one race or the other, right? Like the yeah. team. 
Do you see them doing that, or at the end of the day, you just want the points? Ferrari's gonna prioritize Leclerc. That's their yeah. that's their guy long term, right? Like Lewis is is almost forty. He's gonna be gone. Um, he has two seasons at Ferrari, basically, maybe a third, and then he's retiring. Um, so Leclerc is their long term guy, and they're gonna prioritize him and give him the best strategy always. All right, bet. So interesting to see where, what happens in the in next season. Um, another Toto Wolf is still there. Toto, is, Toto still Wolf there. is still at Mercedes. Is he, yeah. Is he the problem? I don't know. I saw this first episode, and I feel like he just doesn't know what he's doing. No, no, he he's not the problem. He's the guy that's responsible for for Mercedes um, build up. For Mercedes um, and being so and, dominant. Yeah. Yeah. All right, bad, perfect. Let's move on to a little bit more of off-season news. Uh, Christian Horner, the team principal of Red Bull, was accused of some sexual misconduct and um, of, of like a female employee. And he was cleared of any wrongdoing in, in, in a private internal investigation by Red Bull. Now, I don't know. It seems like pretty fishy to me. I read some rumors on Twitter that this is like a huge cover-up. I, I don't think it's like a ginormous like conspiracy to keep Christian Horner in F1. But, I mean, it is pretty... Like, I didn't see... Like, no one knows what exactly happened. Like, like Red Bull have really kept the door shut on this issue. But, can you... Like, what are the implications of Christian Horner not being the team principal of F1? Like, what does that look for... Like, what does that look like for Red Bull if it were to happen? Um, I mean, there was a lot of conspiracy theories when this news came out. Like, because it was leaked by Dutch media. Um, and there's there's always been tensions between like Horner and Max Verstappen's dad, um, and like Helmut Marco's always been like the Max Verstappen's guy and Max Verstappen's like family's guy, um, and so there's always been like a little bit of beef with Christian Horner. Um, so there was like rumors that they leaked it, et cetera, et cetera. Um, there's rumors that like a couple months ago. Christian Horner offered half a million pounds to this lady to like keep her quiet. Um, a bunch of things like that. I don't know what's true and what's not true, um, but it would obviously change the landscape of F1 and change the landscape of Red Bull entirely if he were to leave, which doesn't look like he will be leaving. But yeah, because it would have been I huge, saw, I think. I saw like Twitter as of like maybe a week ago that on February 28th, which is the day that we're recording this, he was supposed to leave Red Bull. And today they have announced that he has been cleared of any wrongdoing. So yeah. it is like a pretty weird situation. We'll keep you updated as uh, we hear more. Um, hopefully, yeah, you know, subscribe to our Twitter and news. socials for breaking news. Yeah, follow Not A Race yeah. or Not A Game on Instagram and we'll keep you posted. Um, yeah. Finally, the last bit of off-season news is some new teams. Um, well, not necessarily new, just uh, more updated, if you will. Um, AlphaTauri, the sister team of Red Bull, has become the Visa Cash App RB team, or just the RB team for short. And uh, Alfa Romeo Sauber has been renamed to Kick Sauber. Both of the teams have maintained their driver lineups, Ricardo and Yuki for the RB team, and Botas and Go uh, Joe Guanyu for the Kick Sauber team. But something to look out for, they have some sick new liveries. I really like both of them. The RB team has like a blue, white, red combo situation. And the kick team has like a neon green on black uh, livery. So keep that, keep on the lookout. 
on the track for those new liveries. I think they're sick. But a livery that really, really sucked this year is Alpine's livery. It's like being memed on like everywhere. It's so bad. Sean, have you seen it? No, I haven't seen it. I'm just Googling it. It's, it's like so ugly. It's so ugly. You're getting a Sean's live reaction. But yeah, it sucks. Oh, this is gross. Looks like, like a Pepto-Bismol. Yeah, it sucks. Um, and hopefully that doesn't... Uh, Wait, it's this blue one? Yeah, it's the blue one. Look kind of cool, actually. No, it, it sucks. If no, you look I'm at like all the other liveries on the grid, like this is like by far the worst. Track. Yeah, hopefully their livery game does not equate to their game on the track. But based on preseason testing, it looks like it is. But before we get into that, uh, another quick topic we wanted to talk about, or that Sean wanted to talk about, is the new season of Drive to Survive, which released last week. So, Sean, take it away. Yeah, no, Drive to Survive is out. I watched the first episode. Um, kind of pumped up, got me pumped up and ready for the F1 season. I mean, I wish that it was like about... I wish they like did it like um, live episodes after the race. So, like, you can get, you know, the immediate race right after. Um, but it is nice to see. It is interesting to watch it, though. Like, watching the beginning of the season after knowing what happened and, like, seeing the results. So, like, you know, all these guys are so optimistic, this, that, and then Red Bull absolutely blows it out of the water. Um, but I had a few thoughts from the F1 thing. I think every episode we can talk about the latest episode. First one was, like, Ferrari. Like, I didn't realize they had a French guy running the Ferrari team. Like, I feel like having a French person lead an Italian brand, like, company, is just a bad idea. Any reactions to that? Like, I feel like in, in history, I they're, mean- like, rivals. I mean, optically, sure, but like this guy, Fred Vasser, he, um, there's a lot of hype around him and he was available and Mattia Bonotto, the former Ferrari team principal, uh, had a track record for making mistakes, especially the season beforehand and they needed a change. And honestly, I think it's a good decision. I think it's like this guy can potentially lead them to be a championship winning team in 2026. So, all right, I guess. Yeah, right. he's like he, a, prove me wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's be- a very good, uh, like, he has a very good history throughout his F1 career. Yeah. Um, he was a big part of uh, Lewis Hamilton's first championships at McLaren. Um, so, yeah, I think he he has good experience. And I think he'll only do good things for Ferrari. Hopefully, let's see. But, we'll find out this So, morning. like, so now, I mean, it's like season six of this. So, they've done it for six years. Um, but like, you know, the Netflix impact on them as athletes, like, I feel like, you know, the people are following them, like, you know, they know the stakes for the stakes are obviously very high in F1. Then you add in the, the element of having to entertain, like, obviously that changes things. Um, I don't know. Have you seen a material impact over like year over year? Like, do you think it's gotten like less of, less of a thing? Obviously, since it's six seasons, they've done it now. It's like they're used to it. I think. But, yeah, I think like the first two, three seasons of Drive to Survive were like huge hits. Um, I think it got a lot of people into the sport in general. Um, I think like, I, I think what happened is like since once a lot of people actually got into it from Drive to Survive, they realized how, how like manufactured the Drive to Survive drama actually is and doesn't yeah. actually, some, some of it doesn't actually exist within the sport. Um, but they then have been already converted to like F1 fans. Um, but I think like the the viewership now, I think I read a stat has like gone down thirty percent year over year um, of like people who are watching Drive to Survive um, 
versus like last year basically yeah no i totally yeah, maybe, maybe after we talk about it we can get them some fans again i mean yeah a prime yeah. example of them like manufacturing drama was in the last season like they were trying to like have this whole storyline about how like lando and daniel ricardo were like beefing with each other at mclaren like the monaco episode and like lando was like dude like well, i don't know why they like said this because we're boys and like throughout the season you can literally see that they're friends so just some yeah. some they're yeah their their main incentive is to make money off of it and to do that they have to create drama when there is none so all right i have i have my other reaction this danica patrick chick smoke i didn't realize that they had women f1 drivers she was she was great great no she's a former nascar driver uh they didn't specify that got it yeah got it we have yet to see a women f1 driver uh enter the sport but uh there is a f1 driver for mclaren uh, in the McLaren organization, I'm forgetting her name. Bianca Bustamante or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Bianca Bustamante. And she's supposed to be a super sick prospect. Yeah. I think we're doing some testing with her. And I think she's involved in some other part of the racing McLaren F1 organization. Um, so really excited about her and what I her thought you said Bianca like. for a second. I got excited. No, Bianca Bustamante. Um, so how yeah, Miss. I just googled this Danica. She so she won a race against like she was the only chick on the grid, and she won in Japan. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I guess the only other question I had, like watching it, like I feel like so we've been playing Need for Speed, and now I think I understand how cars work a little bit more. But um, how hard do you think it is to go like a solid, consistent like thirty miles per hour in an F one car? Like I feel like if you just accelerate, you're just zooming. Is that true, or like can so, you just go like I mean, ten miles an hour? I mean, theoretically, it is possible because like there's this um like mechanic on the car that you could like enable. It's called like a limiter, a speed limiter, and cars are required to have it. Like when they enter the pits, there's like a fifty kilometer, eighty kilometer per hour um, limit. So you turn on the limiter, this the pit limiter, and it will literally like control your speed. So theoretically, okay. if you set it to like 10 miles per hour, you can put your limit at 10. But if you're like, like on the track and you like try to go 10 miles per hour, I really don't think it's possible just yeah. by the sheer like power there is in the engine. Like even if you like put your foot on the accelerator by like, uh, like half a pound or whatever weight is like yeah. not significant, like you'll just zoom. Exactly. Like if a car goes zero to two hundred in like five seconds, I was like, how the fuck do you get it to thirty? So, all right, that makes sense. Limiters yeah, F one F one cars cannot yeah. drive the road. All right, those were my reactions to episode one of Drive to Survive season six. And keep uh keep listening to every episode to keep uh to hear more of Sean's questions about Drive to Survive episodes. We're on episode one of ten. Yeah, let me know what you thought thought about that episode. Yeah, no, well, I'll, I'll add like a, like if you swipe up on Spotify, you'll be able to ask questions. So uh, yeah. we'll, we'll have y'all submit some, some questions for episode two and Sean can, can pick some out for the next yeah. episode. Get the viewer engagement up, you know? Sounds, sounds great. Awesome. And with that, let's go into the actual upcoming F1 season. Exciting times. Waited, waited a long time for uh, the off season to pass, but we are finally here. First race in Bahrain. Um, let's give our quick predictions for what's going to happen. Let's go top three in qualifying, top three in the race. Um, like biggest uh, surprise and biggest failure. Sean, why don't you go first? 
so I think in general, like I think I, I'm gonna I like the Aston Martins this year to to surprise. Like I thought that they had a great last season um, under the new ownership with their car. Um, I'm curious to see how what upgrades they've made this year for their car. Obviously, like I think year over year from uh, the prior season to last, like I think their car might have made one of the biggest jumps. So curious to see if you know they're able to you know kind of double down and what. Um, you know Alonso and or not not Alonso. Who is it? Sergio. Who's who's a uh, Alon- uh, uh, Fernando Alonso? Yeah, Alonso and Stroll. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Curious to see how they're able to do again after like one year being behind the wheel of those cars. So I think. What did you ask me? Who are the top three for the top three in qualifying? Top three in the race, and then your biggest surprise, biggest bust. All right, I'll I'll just say that I think that um, I think Alonso is gonna be top three. In this race, I think it's going to be Max for sure, obviously, and then, hmm, let's go with uh, Leclerc. He's gonna round out three. All right, so top three of the race, Those are my top three, and qual- let's say qualifying also is where. So like Max first, then Fernando, and then Leclerc is your prediction. Yeah. All right, cool. Any, any, do you want to contribute to the biggest surprise, biggest bust, or you want to? Uh, why don't I? I give you my surprise after you guys go. <laughs> All right, bet. Go on. What All right, you? I think. Um, so I think going into the race from like preseason testing that we've seen, um, I think the Ferraris have looked better in like race pace than quality pace, um, which is kind of like the opposite of the last two seasons. Um, so for, for quali, I'll say Max will be on pole, um, Max will win the race. Um, I think Lando will be definitely in the top three. Um, and probably I want to say Lewis will also be in the top three. Wow. Um, I think when it comes to the actual race, um, the, again, like the Red Bull will be strong. So I think we'll see Max and... Sergio double podium um, but I think we'll see Leclerc come from like fifth or something to steal that last podium spot um, and and round out the top three that and the your biggest surprise biggest flop of the race biggest flop of the race I'll go with um, I think Alpine will have both cars in the bottom 15 or bottom 20 or like bot, like between 15 and 20 basically Hmm. Um, I think they will not be good this year. Um, their car has not looked good. Um, they've said they're behind on development. So I think both of those cars, even though they have two talented drivers, will be towards the end of the pack. Um, and biggest surprise, I think we'll see a Haas in the top 10. Wow, that is interesting considering that uh, fan favorite Gunther Steiner has left. And their yeah. new team, what was it, IO? What's his name? <laughs> I have no idea. I forget. I think Hulken, Hulkenberg is in the house, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah Hulkenberg, that's your, your boy. That's, your that's boy. my boy. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that he's gonna surprise and be top six in the bottom. top six. Is crazy. <laughs> that's crazy, dude. <laughs> All right, top, top eight. All right, yeah, we'll see what. All right, bet we'll see what happens with with dude, Anything can happen. Dude. Nothing is guaranteed. Bad. All right, so for my top three predictions, I think Max is gonna get pole. I don't think he's going to win the race. I think Ferrari is going to do some insane strategy call and they're going to win the race. I think there's going to be a safety car. That's like my biggest uh, like surprise, I guess. I think Guan Yu Zhou is going to crash out of the race and going to cause a safety car, 
with like five laps left. Leclerc's gonna put on the softs and overtake Verstappen the last turn of the race. Um, so uh, Leclerc P1 in the race, Max P2, and I think Perez will get P3. Um, for quality, I think Max gets pole, Leclerc second, and Lando P3. Um, so biggest surprise, I say, um, I don't know actually. I think that George Russell is not going to get any points in Bahrain. I don't know. I'm not a big George Russell guy. Let's see what happens. And is the race the same exact race as last year, the Bahrain one? Like the yeah, the course the map course. Yeah, the map <laughs> playing too much Need for Speed. <laughs> yeah. All right. And before what we wrap up, what do you guys up, think about Lance Stroll as a driver? I don't. I don't like him. I hate him. He's the only reason, the only reason why he's in F1 is because his dad owns Aston Martin. Like his dad, like yeah. owns Aston Martin. I'm pretty sure. Like the yeah, whole. No, yeah, Aston his dad Martin. is the owner. Yeah. Yeah. Of like not, not, not the F1 team, majority. the whole of Aston Martin. Yeah. No. Correct. Yeah. And the F1 team. Yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah. He raced with his hands broken or wrist broken or whatever after that uh, bicycle accident last year. Yeah. Even sixth. It's pretty impressive. It is impressive. The car was really, really good. It was the second or third best car last year at yeah. this time. Yeah. Let's see. They they have so, a track for starting. I guess like well. we've you've seen the practice races, right? So you kind of know what what changes have been made year over year on these cars. Are there any any sort of kind of that like what are like the biggest like I guess until qualies like you won't really know, right? That's kind of the first major test, right, for the new season. But for the practices that you've seen, like, is there anything that's caught your eye in terms of year-over-year improvement or regression? Um, I think the Mercedes cars have definitely improved, like, aerodynamically. Um, they they changed the car concept a lot. Um, kind of like we were talking about earlier, Lewis gave a lot of feedback that wasn't listened to going into last season. Um, so they made a lot of those changes going into this year. Um, so I think the Mercedes has looked pretty good. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. Um, the Haas, um, some of the reports came out saying the Haas um, has taken a lot of of the same steps as Ferrari um, in terms of like changes they've made. So they they should be stronger in the races, kind of just like how Ferrari should be stronger in the races. Um, Rohan, anything else you can think of? Honestly, no. I haven't been keeping up a lot with the preseason testing. Um, I just like to That's read. That's why I'm pumped for qualities, dude. Like anything can happen. Maybe the Red Bull looks like ass. No, no. There's no. like, there's <laughs> the like Red Bull's gonna be good. that Red Bull is still so far ahead of everyone. Like yeah, that, like half a second ahead. Like, yeah. could they just like not have changed anything in the car and like still just be the best car out there? Yeah, probably. probably. So then I guess 2026 is kind of like the next inflection point of F1, where it's like, all right, no 100%. one really knows which car is gonna be good. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Audi, Audi is joining. So, like, they, I'm pretty sure Audi's have already started, like, preparing to enter the sport. How long are these, like, um, seasons or whatever where it's, like, this uh, the same series so of cars? The regulation changes, they happen, what, every, like, five years? Four, every, five years? Yeah, four to five years. And it, honestly, it keeps the sport interesting because you had yeah. eight years of Mercedes dominance. Now you have Red Bull dominance. But... Like the new regulation changes can make it a toss up. Like everyone can take a different approach to the car. Some may be better. Like for instance, Red Bull and Mercedes were like better than everyone else. 
but you know it could be close like we've seen in previous seasons so um so yeah with that let's go to the final uh topics of or topic rather of this episode before we wrap up just like a broad 2024 prediction we did it last year and i actually think we did pretty well one of my bold predictions is that mclaren is gonna go from a really ass team to a really good team and it ended up being correct i told i told i literally said like we're gonna have a huge upgrade package come in the middle of the season and it's gonna change the game and you'll you'll watch an episode of drive to survive i think it's episode three which they talk about that so look forward to that um but with that uh rowan i'll go with you first let's go with who do you think the like how do you think the front runners are gonna pan out then midfield and then back about like the back markers just on a high level yeah i think i mean i think obviously red bull's gonna win max is gonna win um i think mercedes will be second in the constructors once again um with lewis hamilton coming in either like second or third in the driver's championship depending on how sergio perez does uh, we know he can be pretty inconsistent as t- at times um i think big big improvements from Haas and big improvements from uh the Visa Cash App Red Bull team um and they'll they'll both finish in like the top top six teams um maybe top seven teams um I know they were like close to the bottom of the pack last year um so that's kind of what I'm thinking for this year and who do you think is gonna be the worst team Alpine Alpine wow that's from go to fifth last year to being tenth in constructors, yeah. Crazy. Yeah, I think Alpine will be the worst, the worst team this year. There's, there's a, they have good drivers, but I think their car, from at least what I've seen in testing, is just like overweight, very slow, um, not like aerodynamically sound, um, where it'll struggle um, keeping up with some of the other cars. And before we go to you, Sean, with your predictions, do you think, based on your prediction, Rowan, if Alpine do come last or at least below fifth. Do you think Otmar Safnauer, their team principal, will be fired? Yes, and I think we can potentially see um, Alpine out of F1 within the next couple years um, if they keep going on that trajectory. I think that's my bold prediction for long term. To interject on your bold prediction, I think I think Gunther Steiner is going to come back into the sport and become the team principal of Alpine. But that's a Super Bowl. That's a that's also a good one. All right, Beb. That, those are good predictions. Those are interesting predictions. They're a little bit different than mine, so it'll be interesting to see how it pans out. But Sean, I want to hear yours as a casual. Yeah, I think I, I kind of said this at the beginning. I think Aston Martin is my surprise dark horse team of the year. I can see them cracking maybe top three, maybe four, overtaking McLaren or Ferrari. Um, let's see. Let's see. I'm I'm excited to see what they've done this year to the car. Like I think. Um, you know, they've had a couple months to kind of, you know, take the learnings from last year um, under this new regime, new ownership. And um, and I'm excited to see Alonso behind the wheel again. I think he's kind of like my guy this year. I'm going to ride with him. And then my bold prediction is I think Lando Norris is going to be the top earning point maker from for the Brits. So I think he's going to beat out George Russell. I think he's going to beat out Lewis Hamilton. I like that. Um, I like that prediction. Those are my two hot takes. And then in terms of who's bad, I think that the Alfa Romeo and the Alfa Dari, they're both going to be last. Interesting predictions. Yeah, they're going to still be ass. I know, I I like those. I think Hulkenberg and the the Haas cars are going to surprise people. Kevin Magnussen is his teammate. 
Yeah. And Hulkenberg. Hulkenberg. All right, bad. All right, cool. Uh, I'll give mine super quick. Um, I think yeah, Max is gonna win. Red Bull's gonna win. I think Ferrari comes in second in the constructors championship. I think Leclerc is gonna finish second in the drivers as well, followed by Mercedes, then McLaren. I think McLaren is gonna have a slow start to the season based off of their data from preseason testing. Um, they are a little bit slower than Ferrari and Mercedes. Um, I don't think that they are like to the level of they were like last season when they were finishing out of the points in the beginning of the season. Uh, but I still think a late upgrade package in the beginning of the season, uh, the, in the middle of the season, is gonna save them and they will be able to fight for maybe P3 at the most. Um, in terms of the middle pack, I actually think Williams is gonna break into the middle of the pack. Uh, James Wolves, I think is his last name. Their um, their team principal is a former Mercedes guy who really contributed a lot to their success. And um, watching the F1 Drive to Survive episode of him versus Haas. Um, in the new season has really inspired me to to root for them. So hoping that they break into the midfield. And in terms of like the back markers, I think um, I really think that this kick Sauber Alfa Romeo Sauber team is going to be the worst car, um, even though they have one of the best liveries. Um, and I think uh, yeah, I think this AlphaTauri Visa Cash App Red Bull team is also going to be bad. But I definitely think this AlphaTauri team is going to be really really bad like historically bad and do we have any final closing thoughts Sean Rohan I feel like this Chinese guy Zhu is gonna do well also like he's gonna figure it out and win some races he's gonna win races he's gonna win some races alright not win some races he's gonna break some like top 10s and surprise some people but like I feel like he got literally zero points zero podiums last year zero wins obviously six points in total like, dude, that's not the way Asians are raised. Like, he's going to figure this out. I'm probably going to have to beat that out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, we're out. Asian too. We can say that. <laughs> bro, this is Bro, if some recruiter... Bro, if, they made it, if our <laughs> listeners have made it to this this far in the episode, I think they're chill to be saying that. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Ron, anything to close on? Uh, no, I'm just excited for the season. Um, uh, F1's back. I'm pumped. Pumped up. Um, pumped to see what will happen this weekend. Yes. With that, thank you for watching Season 2, Episode 1 of Not A Race. We're probably not going to be uploading this once per race, once per race week, but keep on the lookout. We'll drop, you know, once every few weeks now and then. Keep, uh, you know, keep uh, checking our social media under at not a game on instagram um i've been rohan they have been sean and rohan and we will see you next time peace peace